Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Wrestling Federation Podcast, brother, brother. You gotta say brothers, brother, brother. We've gone over this and sisters because it makes more sense. Sisters is pluralized, and we're talking to plural people. Brother, it's just you and me talking here, bro. That's all it is. Yeah, but we're talking to people in a room talking to each other. That's all it is. But we're talking to our audience as well. Then we put it out to the audience so they can hear our conversations here on Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast, brother and sister. Episode fifty, season three, episode five. We have an attitude era of casualties. And this could go down as one of my favorite episodes of One Tree Hill yet. I gave it a hella high rating. I know. I saw your rating. <sighs> you were trying to keep it secret, but you wrote you it gotta, down. Yeah, you got to write notes. And I'm writing my it. notes. Yeah, right. yeah. That didn't work out so hot. <laughs> but yes, uh, hella Tree Hill episode. And it's a pretty funny funny ass shit going on on monday night raw which we will start out with and as always at treehillwf.podcast on the socials like facebook instagram tiktok vine myspace uh, tout and of course nexopia and you can listen to us on all the streaming services including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Fuck off. Um, I'm going to throw something at you. Please do it. Put me on my misery. Uh, Tout. Yes. What the fuck was tout? Tout was a thing in like, I want to say maybe 2011, 2010, 2011, 2012. And it was just like almost like a Vine where you make like a few second video or whatever. Oh, fuck that. I never got into Vine. I got into, I had a Vine. And I don't even think I made any vines, but actually there is a lot of like good vine videos on the internet. Like YouTube vine compilations are pretty funny. I know you watch them all the time and I'm like, this is so lame. So fucking funny, but didn't really last long because all you could do is six second video. So you're kind of, you're kind of like in a box with how much you can actually do with vine because you only had six seconds, but uh, vine rest in peace. You came up with some pretty good shit over the years. Uh, the two years or three years that it actually existed, but tout was the thing as well too, and it did not gain any traction whatsoever. But the only reason I know about tout is because WWE used to pump tout like crazy as their like Vine slash like social media that they use. It was tout, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it went literally nowhere. I'm Sean Harris, and I am Aaron Kosker, and I never had tout. And I clearly didn't even know what tout was, so. <laughs> but I did have an Exopia. I did have an Exopia. I had a MySpace. I did not have MySpace. I did not have Vine. And I had MSN Messenger, too. I did as well. Yes. 
I would do the thing where you like log out, log out, and then log well, log back in so your crush yeah. could see you logging in. Yeah, yeah and then totally. uh, and hope for their message. Pray to God they're messaging you right after that. Also, making sure you had like bomb ass music, playing. song lyrics, uh, the song titles on your profile or whatever while you're online mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. But it had to be like you had to make sure it's good shit. Bomb ass oh, shit. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, there's no fucking Nickelback or any bullshit like that on there. It's got to be fucking straight fire like Rage Against the Machine or something cool like that. And some like, you know, the little quote thing like live, laugh, killer love. Killer lyrics. Was your uh, yours the taste of ink? I think I probably used the taste of ink on multiple occasions. Sure you did. And probably some Fallout Boy. Taking Back Sunday, yeah. you know, the good shit. Right, right. Yeah. I, I use Slayer lyrics on mine. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to tear your fucking eyes out, rip your fucking flesh off, beat you till you're just a fucking lifeless carcass. Fuck you in your progress. Watch me fucking regress. You were meant to take the fall. Now you're nothing. Payback's a bitch, motherfucker. Wow, yeah. that's dark. Yeah, that's my break. That was my breakup song. Yes. You had a breakup song. That was my breakup song. I'm going to tear your fucking eyes out, rip your fucking flesh but up, like, beat you till you're just a fucking lifeless carcass. Who did you date in high school? It was after high school. You were still using MSN Messenger after high school. Yeah, only for like a year or two. Still using it. But yeah. like, who did you date? We'll go there, brother. Why not? Well, that's an off the podcast conversation, dude. What? (laughs) Bro. (laughs) Yeah. I know you. You're going to forget to tell me. That's kind of what I'm going for here, dude. No, Uh, (laughs) you're not forgetting. I'm not forgetting. Don't forget that, dude. September 8th. 1997 this is the post ground zero monday night raw emanating from sin sin natty ohio that's where the headquarters for uh, pure romance is really it's an interesting tidbit (laughs) did they put the o in ohio oh my god in cincinnati i'm pretty sure they're like for pure romance prudes out there well, there's lots of prudes out there, but most of them do not listen to our podcast, brother. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Miss- Anyways, you should tell me. Yeah, later. Uh, Miss TikTok star. Uh, loving, people loving your reactions to uh, The Rock joining uh, the Nation of Domination. People loving your reactions to Ahmed Johnson joining the Nation of Domination. Maybe one day down the road when Stone Cold Steve Austin joins the Fuck Nation off, of Domination. Fuck off, don't even. Why do they put a white guy in the Nation? Like, seriously, they never do well, that. Well, Crush was in the Nation. Yeah, he's you know Hawaiian, what? though. That's a little different. At least he's, like, somewhat, like, a little... More tan, I guess. Not really, no. <laughs> he lives in. He, he was born in a place where there's no way you could. He's have white. A tan. He's as white as your fucking shelf. It's pretty white, bro. <laughs> Just saying. But like you know, they could get a whiter guy than that in the nation. You know. He's just. Uh, you know what? I was. Uh, playing ripto's rage the other night spyro, spyro nice. ripto's rage and one of the bad guys you have to fight in the first like, crush. world is crush <laughs> so i was like 
That's what I'm going to think of every time. Where's Crush? Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Which, was it Crush with a C or K? With a C. With a C? Nice. Which, by the way, I beat him first try this time. Of course you did, because he's got a face tat. That's why. Huh? Because he's got a face tat. Said you beat Crush first try. Because he's got a face tat. You're not making any fucking sense. Crush has a face tat. But not the crush in Spyro. Yeah, but our crush has a face tat. So that crush in Spyro has a face tat as well because his name is Crush. You make no sense. I make all the sense. No, you don't. Get a brain. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter is Sergeant Chin. (laughs) Sergeant Chinster. We need a, yeah, Sergeant Chin. Are we going with that? Are we going? uh, Sergeant Chin. I've decided. The the sar chin sar chin slaughter no no just sergeant sergeant chin. chin I do like that he's a sweaty motherfucker he's very loud he's loud and he's sweaty and he spits like yes. when he talks there will be order oh my god in the World Wrestling Federation oh my god there will be law and order. Stokel Steve Austin, you're suspended. Stokel called, and at the next pay-per-view, bad blood, there'll be a tournament you're for the Intercontinental Champ. <laughs> yeah, that's Sergeant Slaughter. You're hurting my brain. That's an order. And there will be law and order in the WWF. But uh, I don't know if Stone Cold Steve Austin is too into this whole law and order. No, he's fucking pissed. (laughs) He is, like, storming out there, fucking ready to, like, rip throats out. And the prior night at Ground Zero, Austin stunned his first official, being Jim Ross, Mm -hmm. uh, good old JR from commentary. And the second Austin came out here to butt in to slaughter and Vince. Well, first of all, first of all. Uh Uh-huh. He was going up on the corners to do his arms up in the air thing. And then a cameraman was in his way and he almost like (laughs) fucking shoved him. He like glared at him like, get the fuck out of my way, bitch. And he's like mean mugging slaughter the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. And and Ross is on commentary again, uh, post stunner from last night. He's like, oh, God. Oh, Oh, God. Here he comes. Oh, God. (laughs) Clear the deck. It's still cold, Steve. Stone Cold Steve Austin. And did you just say, oh, my God? You did. So Fuck off. That's one. Ding, ding, ding. Put it on the counter. That is one. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin is out here. Sar- uh, Slaughter actually said that the Intercontinental title tournament starts tonight. It's going to be a tournament of eight guys, and whoever wins, and the finals will be at the next pay-per-view. October 5th, Bad Blood in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, And yeah, it'll be the finals there. And whoever wins that will be the new Intercontinental Championship because they're stripping. Not only did they strip Austin of the tag team titles the prior night, they are now stripping Austin of the Intercontinental Championship at Bad with two Ds, Blood. And obviously Stone Cold's pissed. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, furious. Like, ready to crack some skulls. Because, like, he feels good enough to wrestle. 
But obviously the doctors are like, no, you're not good enough to wrestle. The thing yeah. is... That's the thing. Austin's not a doctor. He may feel okay, but he literally broke his neck like one month prior to this. I know. You feel like you can even like drive your car after breaking your neck after a month, let alone wrestling in like a 20-minute match? I mean, it's not a broken neck, but like probably a week or two after I got sliced open to have Flynn, I was driving and I wasn't supposed to be driving. But I did I'd say it's a little different from a broken neck there, bro. But still, I'm in just front, saying a broken neck suffered in front Major of 20,000 people. Sliced through seven layers. You know, let's see. Uh, C-section compressed vertebrae in front of 20,000 people <laughs> and having to have to finish the match. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to stand up for my boy here and be like, you know, the thing is, is I'm pissed that they stripped him of the title. The tag title. Both. Yeah. Uh, The thing is, is of course we want to see Austin kick ass. Of course we want to see him retain his title. Of course we want to see him defend his title. But we don't want him to risk further injury. No, I know. But the thing that pisses me off is now he like he finally got these titles. Now he has to fight to get them back again in the future. I guess, yeah, yeah, he does. That's fucking bullshit. So I understand his frustration frustration and how he's so pissed off about it, especially because, like, just the way he went about like winning the Intercontinental championship like getting that one with having his neck broken in the process yep and now they're like sorry sucks you broke your neck we're taking your title away like fuck off that's so rude i know that's the thing right they're honestly and i kind of get where they're coming from too because they just want to save him from himself because they said (sighs) austin you know what you sign this waiver you can do whatever you want but we're not liable so he goes back and wrestles his second match back. What if he fucking hurts himself again? Never wrestles ever again for his career. No, I know. Right? I just, you know, I get it. But the thing is, and this is one of those things in, in wrestling is that when you win a title, you do have to defend it and you have a certain amount of time to defend that title. And if you're unable to wrestle and defend that title, you're going to get it stripped. He's barely had it. Yeah. He's had it for like a month. And like, but he's haven't hasn't been able to wrestle, so they're giving him two months, and he still can't wrestle, and then they're taking it away from him. But you know for a fact that whoever wins this Intercontinental Title Tournament, if Austin's good to go by the time we have a winner of this, he'll be the first challenger. Oh, well, he better be. Why wouldn't he be? He well, never lost his because title. clearly the people who run this shit are assholes. I think they're just looking out for him because you know that no, every, hang on. every single time. I wasn't done. What? I wasn't done. Okay. And they're just like, <laughs> LOL, JK. Actually, we're going to have someone else go for it, not you. Yeah. They're just trying to save him from himself. They don't want to see him get injured further. 
I understand. But having a title comes with certain expectations. And if you cannot meet those expectations, you shouldn't be champion anymore. I'm not saying he shouldn't be Intercontinental Champion because I feel like he should. But if he can't actually defend it, if he's not physically capable of doing so, shouldn't someone else be champion? Yeah, but the thing is, like, how long did it take for them to finally be like, oh, you're getting this shot at winning the title? Um, I mean, he never really chased the Intercontinental title before this. This is the first time he's actually gone for a title. Right? Besides the tag titles. But almost I feel that like the tag titles are just... Well, I mean, Almost he's an, not a tag team guy. He's not a tag team guy. He's a singles wrestler, right? Like, Owen and Bulldog are tag team guys. Headbangers, Godwins, LOD, they're, he- they're tag team guys. Sokol, Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, Do Love are not tag team guys. No. They just happen to be together and win the tag titles, right? So I feel like the tag titles are a little bit of an afterthought in all of this. But Intercontinental Championship, that's the second most prestigious title in wrestling, right? So, but he never really turned his attentions to it. Until basically, Owen Hart was the man who pinned Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was the man who pinned Stone Cold Steve Austin. So was it like he went up and was like, no, I want to go for the title? Or was it like Vince was like, no, dude, like you can, here you go. You get to try and get this. You get your shot. You get your shot now. Basically, yeah. Basically, after Owen was the man who pinned Stone Cold Steve Austin at Canadian Stampede. Uh, then after that happened, Austin turned his attentions towards Owen and basically got his Intercontinental. Vince basically said, here, you get your shot at the Intercontinental title. The thing that I'm worried about is that they're going to be like, well, no, we're not going to let you go for a title now for a a little bit. Because of his injury? Yeah. You can come back to wrestling, but you're not allowed to go for a title yet. I don't think so. I don't think so because well, you already know. So yeah, but I'm just saying in the in the in the broader sense, uh, context wise, if a guy has to relinquish a title for whatever reason, suspension, injury, whatever, if he, when he is physically capable or ready to go, rightfully, I feel he that should be the first person to get the title shot because they never actually lost their title. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So after we have this winner at Bad Did Blood, uh, whoever that is, the first challenger, ergo Austin being healthy by that point, should be the first guy to challenge for the Intercontinental title. And honestly, this shit's all predetermined, so they should predetermine that he's going to fucking win. And you know what else is predetermined? Dan Scott's office getting lit on fire. (laughs) I'm just saying... I'm just saying it's the exact same show. They they write it the same way. They have actors the same way. They have directors and choreographers, and they have fucking all that shit. They literally film it the same way, dude. I know. So you can't say... I'm not say, arguing that. You can't say... Kayfabe, brother. We talk about One Tree Hill in a kayfabe sense, dude. Well, What's yeah, because act- you don't really know it any other way. 
Yeah, but I still hear this backstage shit, which is fine to talk about the backstage shit, but you can't just bring up, oh, but it's predetermined. We already know that. You don't even have to mention it. It's just like One Tree Hill. We know these are actors playing a role. It's a storyline, but you don't have to mention every time so the thing, that it's predetermined for a television show. The thing that's going to piss me off, though, and you know it's going to piss me off, is when he finally gets his chance yeah. to get his title okay. back, and they're going to be like, no, you don't get it back. Not yet. You have to work for it. He already fucking worked for that's it. That's the thing. He already worked and for it. And he had his neck broken in the process. So that's why I feel when he is ready to go, he should be the guy to get the shot because that's the biggest reason He should here. be the guy to get the shot and he should be the guy to win. And not only that, he never lost it. No one beat him for it. Right? Yeah, I know. I'm just... No, that's why I'm, I'm I'm totally seeing your point right here. I agree with you on this, is that if someone loses a title without actually getting beat or losing it, just getting it stripped away, whenever it's their chance again, it should be their chance to fight for it, rightfully. And win. If they can. What if they don't win? And also, I got another question for you here too, brother, is that... Now that Stone Cold is getting so fucking popular, every single time he comes out, his pop is louder than Undertaker's. It's louder than Mankind's. He gets louder cheers than Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart get boos. Like, his reaction is always the loudest of the show. So by rights, the guys who are the most popular and get the loudest reaction should be at the top of the card. How long do we have to wait until Austin turns his attention toward the World Wrestling Federation title? I don't know, probably not long, but it's hard to say because, you know, he has a fucking broken neck and oh, all this shit. And He's literally had a, he's having a, a rocket strapped to his back. They know this is the next guy there. He's the next big star because Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, they've all been established as huge stars, but obviously they're honestly trying to constantly make new stars new well, huge the, superstars and he's Brett the next one is getting up. fucking tired and just needs to go die um <laughs> <laughs> not the excellence of execution Ugh. no he knew he needs to go away now i'm done <laughs> done with his shit um fired see ya <laughs> bye um but yeah like you're gonna love you the know. next two months oh does he get fired? Does he say bye? I don't know. Well, You're do kind of hinting towards say. it right now. So, yes, I assume that means he does. I don't know. I don't know. It's, the way you're looking at me, I can tell. It's, it's I can tell. I've been we've been in a relationship for almost seven years. It's interesting. Let's just say that. It's very interesting. It's you think, you know, you think, you know, but you don't know. Oh, you don't know. But he goes. Your face just told me right then and there that yes, he does. I'm just going to take a sip of my drink. Keep continuing on. Uh, <laughs> Good. We're, we're, getting into, Bye. we're getting into the craziest part of Not going to miss ya. Uh, there, yeah. Speaking of, Brett's a bitch. 
because that's the next part after stone cold shit not even done with stone cold because uh uh, and we should never be done with stone cold honestly that's true but (laughs) that's an order that's an order that's an order i look at you son it looks like all you've been ordering is a bunch of damn cheeseburgers (laughs) that's a great line by stone cold and then only that it looks like he's about to say something to vince Vince mcmahon and then boom boom fucking kick to the gut stout coat stunner Stone Cold Stunner, right? To fucking Sergeant Slaughter. Not only that, he's doing the push-ups and the sit-ups right after. It can't be good for his neck. But anyways, uh, he really gets into it with Vince. So now he's stunned Jim Ross and he's stunned Sergeant Slaughter. Who's next? He's getting into it with Vince. You think Vince could be on the chopping block of Stone Cold Stunners? Well, I mean, good way to he's get your ass the guy fired. to win this shit or run this shit. And uh, he's the one that's like, oh, bye to your title. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one making that decision and that call. So I could totally see, obviously, he has to get pissed off at Sergeant Chin because Sergeant Chin is the one that's going out there and saying it. But we (laughs) all know who makes the actual decision. So... He's going to fucking come for Vince. And it's funny because Vince has been a commentator for the better part of, you know, oh man, probably five or six years at this point, uh, like a on-air commentator, probably even longer too. Uh, but now we've gotten to the point over the last year where everybody makes reference to how Vince is actually in charge. We all know, like, don't insult our tele- intelligence anymore. He's not just an announcer. He literally owns the fucking company. <laughs> so now they're they're just playing into it so much. That do you think that eventually he will be known as just the owner and will just run things on television? Well, here's the thing, babe. Okay. Before you, I dated another wrestling fan. Uh-huh. And uh, at that point, it was well known that Vince was the owner. Yes, of course. And it was... At this point, we're watching Vince as well known as the owner. Yeah. Yeah. But it was more, you know, he actually. Yeah. Chairman. Yeah. The guy. Did the shit. Yeah. Didn't try and play it off as, no, I'm just an announcer. Right. So, yes. Yeah. To your question. But the thing is, where does it start? Where does it end? How far do we go with this? Well, I have no idea because I don't know the timeline for this shit. I just know it happens because I've this whole time. Maybe if you had asked me in, if we had started dating in 2010 and I knew nothing about wrestling, didn't even know who Vince McMahon was at all. You could have fooled me and been sure. like, "He's just a ring announcer." But yeah, occasionally, and not like occasionally you would have watched wrestling back in the back in the day with Skyler and seen Vince McMahon on television and just like being out there and like making matches and stuff, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, he eventually has that role, but where it starts and how far he goes with it is another question. Yeah, and that I'm, I have no fucking clue. Very excited for you to find out. Uh, Austin stunning everybody. Even his own mother. Brett. Brett the Hitman Hart. Brett is a bitch. <laughs> He's got a no holds barred matchup against fucking not so Darth Vader here. <laughs> and uh, Brett, of course, he has to get his uh, mic time in before the match. Of course, because he doesn't shut the fuck up. United States of America. Which he should shut the fuck up because he sucks on the mic. <laughs> the land of disgraced heroes. 
I'm going to take out this big piece of huge excrement Vader. Because I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And you know it. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid bitch heart. Yeah, Bret Hart, uh, pretty terrible on the mic. It's kind of ironic that this is his best run ever on the mic in 97, and yet it's still like a 2 out of 10, as opposed to his previous mic work where he was a baby face and was like a 1 out of 10 on the mic. <laughs> so he's doubled his ability in this one year. But, uh, yeah, kind of nothing really quite going on in this match. Actually, Vader's uh, dominating. So... You missed something, though. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, Vader was dominating. Yeah. But then... Bulldog. In comes Tassel Boots. So it wasn't just a match that was Bret Hart and not so Darth Vader. We ended up adding in Tassel Boots. Yeah. Patriot. And then the Patriot. Yeah. And Cutie Patootie. And Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, (laughs) you know, let's just make it a six-man match. Yeah. But it was no holds barred. It's obviously... No disqualification, no count out, meaning anybody can come in and interfere, do whatever the fuck they want, right? So by rights, you know, the Hart Foundation are going to oh, be Oh, of tow. course. Patriot's going to be out there, and Austin comes out with the chair, and he catches <laughs> I love how he's pulling Owen away from the ropes. He's, like, trying to hold on to the ring skirt, but he's, like, pulling him away. Mm-hmm. But he has the leg. Whenever you hold Owen by one leg, what is he going to do? He's going to do that insiguri. Oh, but he fucking misses. Austin just ducks and makes sure he doesn't get his neck broke again gets the chair and runs off the heart foundation uh but there's just no winner here it's just the match just gets fucking thrown out and away we go uh the godwins are out next your faves the hillbilly fucks are delusional and they think that it was a fluke that the headbangers beat them last night at ground zero so they call them out and they're trying to say that they're more entertaining yeah. Then the headbangers. The hardcore fucks. Yeah. And I just I laughed. I was like, yeah. You fucking delusional <laughs> fucks. <laughs> yeah, they call out the headbangers. They have kind of a nothing match. Uh apparently we went from WrestleMania thirteen where Vince McMahon had no idea who Marilyn Manson was, thought they were the opening act for Tony Bennett. Now to the point where he knows the song The Beautiful People? <laughs> Vince McMahon? Is a Marilyn Manson stan? Oh my god. Vince McStan? Of Manson? Wow. Holy shit, dude. But we get the first appearance with a fucking uh, 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 a horseshoe, and it's Uncle Cletus. Oh my god. Uncle Cletus is here. Nails mosh with a horseshoe and the godwins get a w and vince is rather ecstatic about oh great another fucking godwin on the show and we have actually seen uncle cletus in a different role in a different character before early on we had a job match where we had the wrestling plumber remember wrestling uh, plumber tl hopper well this is tl hopper she got my brother in there he I could be know. a wrestling plumber that's right <laughs> Uh, T.L. Hopper is here, but now he is the long-lost Uncle Cletus Godwin. So Cletus is here. Great. It's phenomenal. Uh, tits out. Fucking Sunny's out here. And she's Why? wearing... Well, what the fuck is she wearing, too? Literally, it was a feather top or whatever. Yeah, it was like... Uh, you know, like... You know that weird, like, material? It's almost like feather, but it's like wool. It's like... 
it's super weird but anyway she had like a top made out of it i don't know what the fuck it, it was. was weird it just made her boobs look bigger yeah she has it like made decent. them stand out more. She's a decent rack, but I'm more of a Marlena guy when it comes to that. You're supposed to say I'm more of an Aaron Cosker guy when it comes to that. Oh my god. Yet you drool <laughs> all over a British football 100% of the time. Aaron the hypocrite Cosker at it again. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, she's introducing the opponents for the next match, which is Dude Love. It does a little dance with uh, Hippie Mankind. Sunny hair. Hippie Mankind's out. And he's in this Intercontinental Title Tournament first round match against fucking BP. Brian Pillman, Boston Pizza. He's here. No, he's not. Because dejected gold dust, golden chicken nuggies out here. And Brian Pillman's on the mic, and he turns his attention toward the Titantron to show him part one of the Triple X Files. Do you like these segments? No, okay, they were super rapey, and I They're did not so like it. Creepy and rapey. <laughs> it was like disturbing. Marlena's an animal. <laughs> no, I did not enjoy that. It actually was like. That's no. Hey, Goldust, where's your wife? <laughs> no. I didn't get much sleep last night. <laughs> Ugh, I don't like it. <laughs> it's Please super stop. Rapey. Please stop. It's, it's so rapey, it's and I don't like rapey. it. <laughs> yeah. X Files, Brian Pillman. Uh, next match, we have uh, Piratita Morgan against Max Mini, all 83 pounds of him. Okay, match, not much going on there. Mini Pirate versus Mini Ninja. Mini Ninja versus Mini Pirate. Yes, we have. And Max Mini gets the La Mahestral Cradle win. But uh, as I alluded to early on in this podcast, there's a certain word that Vince McMahon absolutely loves in the dictionary to uh, describe what he's seeing in the ring. He turned his dictionary to the letter U, randomly pointed at one word and he only uses this word to describe anything in a match what would be that word babe unbelievable 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 Unbelievable! you're gonna wake up our son unbelievable we're across the house and downstairs and you're gonna wake him up unbelievable enough he didn't have a nap so he's out like a light uh no i heard him make a peep earlier he's out like a light uh yeah unbelievable i need an unbelievable counter (laughs) holy shit unbelievable uh stop (laughs) fucking murder you (laughs) but post-match now we have the promotion for our next pay-per-view, October 5th. We already know the finals of the Intercontinental Title Tourney, which also has first-round matchup Rocky Maivia versus Ahmed Johnson in it. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Who you got in that match? <sighs> Ahmed versus Rocky. Well, you said that Ahmed is injured or whatever, and he doesn't like last that long. Uh, he's, he's like capable of wrestling now. Well, yeah, yeah, but I feel like it's going to be The Rock. 
even though I said his he's kind of on borrowed time, he's around for like a little bit still. He's not like completely gone. He's still got some time. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Tim and Rocky first round match. But the main event of Bad Blood, or should I say Bad Dead Dead Blood. Two Ds for some reason. And you love two Ds. Uh, what the <clears> fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't cross swords, brother. Uh I don't understand where you're going with this. Don't need to. Uh, bad blood. The fuck is wrong with Once you? again, Bret Hart is not main eventing this pay-per-view. Thank fuck. We have yet another pay-per-view where the World Wrestling Federation champion is not the last match. The last match belongs. And he's probably so pissed about that. Oh. Get screwed. I'm the World Wrestling Federation champ. I'm not in the main event. All that's been happening, I've been getting screwed. He's such a whiny bitch, and I can't wait for him to leave. Because now you've hinted to me that he leaves. But the main event... That sideways glance? The main event of Bad Blood... Sorry, Bad Did Blood... Is Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker. The rematch. What match? What kind of match is it? The cagey thing. Cagey thing. <laughs> Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, one on one, cagey thing match. <laughs> Hell in a cell, brother. <laughs> the very first, the inaugural, numero uno, Ichiban, number one, Hell in a Cell match. And that distinction belongs to The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. It's not just a cage, like the blue cage at SummerSlam. No, I know. It's totally enclosed. It's It's enclosed. It's around the ring. It has a roof. A roof over the top. Wow. (laughs) As Jim Ross and Vince McMahon would say, a roof. Oh, my God. It, too. Uh, Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Ding. And it has a door, but it is fucking chained and padlocked. Once you get in, there's no getting out. Because the thing is, so they were trying to say that, like, Shawn Michaels was, like, you know, at the pay-per-view. That he was, like, really in that match and, like, not trying to run away. No, he was trying to run away. He got destroyed in that match. And he was trying to fucking run away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They lied. Yeah. A spirited match. No, Undertaker dominated for 90% of the match. And Shawn Michaels just wanted to get the hell out of there. He was begging the ref to end yeah, the match. Yeah, fuck's sakes. Right? So now he's stuck in a fucking cell with the Undertaker with the door chained and padlocked shut. That and means? No Triple H. Yeah. No China. Yeah. No Rick Rude. Rude boy Rick. <laughs> Say it right. Mm-hmm. Rude boy Rick. No person allowed in this ring besides these two and a referee. So obviously in this match in Hell in a Cell, who you got? <laughs> Undertaker's gonna fucking murder. Shawn Michaels has nowhere to run. Nowhere to run. He has no help. 
Nowhere, no help, nothing. The mutilation <laughs> of Shawn Michaels in this match is going to be so ugly, but everyone will love it. Prom King's a survivor. He is a survivor. <laughs> I'm a survivor. I'm not going to you, Destiny's Child. <laughs> he is a. I'm a survivor. Right. Which, by the way, whenever Layla has a shower. She's always blasting that song. Great song, dude. When she's in the shower. Fucking every Destiny, time. Destiny she says child, her bro. anthem. <laughs> it was really funny. But there is no way in after it's locked. There's no way out. There's no help. There's nowhere to run. Undertaker basically has as much time to physically dissect and decapitate Shawn Michaels at will. I'm excited. And do whatever he wants. I'm excited. Oh, my God. Shawn Michaels is in for it this time. <laughs> Holy fuck. I, I don't want to spoil anything. Death will become him. And he even says rest in peace at the end of his promo here. Of course. Undertaker, ready to go, ready to absolutely demolish and destroy Shawn Michaels inside Hell in a Cell. We only have three more episodes, and then we have that pay-per-view. A lot goes on in that show. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Get ready to be on TikTok for that one, bro. Oh, God. Oh, boy. You got to warn me that that's the when one we're watching it. Oh, oh. Bad to, to blood. Going to be on TikTok for that one, dude. <sighs> Bad to, to blood. Will uh, I still be pregnant for that one? Uh, Probably not. Yeah, probably not, actually. Because how many episodes away is it? That would be... We have three more before that. So that's like four episodes away. And literally, like, on... In like a week and... Two and a half weeks, we're having a baby. Three weeks yesterday. Or two weeks. Two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, 19 days. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I won't be pregnant anymore for that. You won't be pregnant anymore. If we can get the new little boy to go to sleep... And, like, actually have decent sleeps, which if he's anything like you or Flynn, he will be sleeping lots. Uh, then we can even have a couple of drinks together if we want and watch Bad to the Blood. I won't look like a beached whale. <laughs> You're pregante, dude. Uh, I look like a beached whale. Intercontinental title tournament. We have Owen Hart versus Goldust. Cutie Patootie up against Golden Chicken Nuggy. Round one. Goldust ain't playing around here. He is not fucking happy. I mean, I would be. Okay, here's the thing, though. What's going on? Because he knows that there's a chance that he would be fighting Boston Pizza. Correct. He's like, no, if I win. I can destroy this motherfucker. Yeah. So you can tell that that's his mindset with it. Sure. Uh, Owen doesn't even get his fucking jacket off. Yeah. Uh, in the entire match. Nuggy goes hard. He, he goes hard, but unfortunately goes a little too hard. He low blows Owen and he gets disqualified. So he fucks his chance <sighs> of possibly facing Brian Pillman later on in the tournament and gets DQ'd. So sucks. Owen's moving on in the tournament. But Austin's here again with a fucking broom. That was hilarious. <laughs> He's cleaning up the garbage. I kept saying, Austin, you got to sweep the ring. You got to sweep the ring. He finally swept the ring after taking out the entire Heart Foundation with a broom. 
And I suppose Kenny Omega stole his cleaner gimmick from Stone Cold Steve Austin because Kenny Omega would come out in New Japan Pro Wrestling with a broom and sweep up in the ring. And I'm like, wow, you stole that from 1997 Stone Cold Steve Austin. As much as I love Kenny Omega, stole that gimmick. Uh, We get part two of the Triple X Files, and he's going to have a real hard time falling asleep. (laughs) Yeah. No. Apparently, uh, Marlene is in the shower. And he's taking video of that, too. AKA, she's at home with, you know, her daughter. I don't know where they are. It looks like they're in a hotel room. Yeah, but you don't hear her. You don't see her at all. It's just him. True. It's literally just him with the shower running. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, never shows Marlena. That is true. So where's Marlena? I don't know. Home with her daughter. Yeah, but he kidnapped her. (laughs) I am rolling my eyes so hard right now that my (laughs) brain hurts. He kidnapped her, dude. (sighs) (laughs) Oh, great. Uh, You can't fool me. Bret Hart says hyenas. And (laughs) we get our... Triple threat main event. Now, here's a few things about this match, okay? First off, terrible fucking match. Awful. It was so bad. So bad that the actual fans were chanting boring through half the match. Uh, Savio Vega, for some reason, is on commentary. But Bulldog was supposed to be in this triple threat match, which would have made it a lot better if it was Bulldog, Triple H, and Patriot. But Bulldog gets attacked by Shawn Michaels and Triple H in China while he's walking down to the ring. And they take out his leg because they know they have this one-night-only European title match, Shawn Michaels and British Bulldog, in Birmingham, England. So they take out his leg, and Savio comes off commentary and joins the match for some fucking reason. Which we did not need. No. Fucking, oh my god. Yeah, didn't uh, make any sense. But anyways, uh, not only was this a terrible triple threat match with no heat from the crowd, boring chance. Uh, ever since they had that first inter- or intercontinental uh, triple threat match with Owen, Goldust, and Triple H on Raw a few months back, feels like they're trying to put a triple threat match on like every show now. Because mm-hmm. they had that triple threat match with Crush... Savio and Farouk at Ground Zero. Lame. And they had a couple other ones too. I don't like them. Triple threat matches. Yeah, they're kind of clusterfuckery, aren't they? It's just like you're trying to cover a guy when the other yeah. guy's just standing behind you and is going to rip you off yeah. anyways. Why like, would you go for the cover if you know fuck. someone's right there is going to break up the pin? It just drags it out so long, like much longer than Agreed. it needs to be. Agreed. It's just. I don't like them. They are skippable to me. There haven't been a lot of great um, triple threat matches over the years. There's only a couple I can really think of. Uh, When it's done right, it's phenomenal. Uh, I could say Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, and John Cena at Royal Rumble, I want to say 2015 in that area, had an amazing triple threat match. Awesome. And then there was none of that. I'll cover you in front of the other guy and just have him pulled off. It was like, you know, it made sense the whole match. It was really good. There's a couple others as well, too. But overall, triple threat match are kind of clusterfuckery. And that's exactly what this was. But I guess since they had their first triple threat match, they've unlocked the match. 
and want to put it on every single fucking show. Tri- no, uh, thanks. And, and, and Shawn Michaels was on commentary here, too, and he wasn't even that good. He just kind of rambled. He's probably yeah, high as a kite. I didn't really pay attention to it. He didn't do anything for this. Savio Spin kicked the fucking ref. Triple H ended up winning. We're pretty. It's pretty clear that Triple H is with Shawn Michaels now. Yeah. They keep saying that. Oh, what's their relationship here? They're obviously best friends. They're obviously looking out for each other. So, uh, Los Bariquas and Vader came in for some reason, and then uh, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and China grabbed chairs, and that ended the show. So, although the rest of the show there was a lot of good stuff going on here, the main event was kind of a wet fart in church. So. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't go over very well <laughs> uh, yeah that was this episode for you though uh, stone cold steve austin uh obviously being the mvp once again 3.1 okay well i'll live with that it wasn't too bad it like that's the yeah. thing like there was some stuff that was like good or funny or whatever uh actually can i change it mm-hmm. we got way too much rapey shit in there yeah it's quite a bit of rapey stuff yeah 2.4 <laughs> Oof, lost 5.5 because of all the rapey shit or yeah. 7 because of all the rapey that, shit. That was just too much. That made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, rapey stuff. Just like uh, Peyton possibly getting raped in One Tree Home like she did in season one. Yeah. Yep. Just ick. It gives me major ick. Rapey vibes. Uh... Plenty of rapey vibes on One Tree Hill as well, too. But uh, this episode, holy fucking shit, man. I am all about this episode. I was a big fan of this one. This is season three, episode five, A Multitude of Casualties. And actually, before I forget... China, China, China. People think I don't like China. I love China. China. China is the new China, by the way. China. 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 I deal with China. 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 Big league China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. 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 Yes, before I forget, we need to get the China soundbite and then we can move on to One Tree Hill. But how we start this episode of One Tree Hill is so much about the amalgamation, brother. And that's what we do on Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast. We amalgamate. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And then play the wrestler's song because they did a Royal Rumble countdown to start this fucking episode of One Tree Hill. Dan, Scott, I heart you. You're awesome. Ew. Yeah, he's great. Uh, it's pep rally. What What is a pep rally? Well, it's actually called it's a, Midnight Madness. Yeah, but it, they said it's a pep rally. Yeah, it's to try and get everyone excited. So what do they do to get people excited? They give them pep how do they give them pep at this rally? What do they do? I don't fucking know. Why Why are you being all weird? You had a drink, so this is obviously why you're being weird, but like... No, honestly, an honest question. What do you do at a pep rally? How do you like... I've never been to a fucking pep rally. Do I look like someone who goes to pep rallies? 
the, the emo bitch. <laughs> Do I go to pep rallies? Uh, you could have gone to like uh, uh, an emo bitch's pep rally. You listen to like Taking Back Sunday and shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Girls like me don't go to two pep rallies. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea what pep rally. I, I understand what a pep rally is, but I don't know what they do at a pep rally. It's just like, it's more of a U.S. thing, an American I think, thing. like an American yeah, thing. Okay. But it's more like it's just them to trying to get them excited about something. Right. In this case, they're trying to get excited about basketball. Okay. Got it. I'm going to look up here. I'm going to chat GPT what a pep rally is. <laughs> and you go ahead, bro. Yes. Dan is counting down this, you know, start of midnight madness. Uh, Lucas and Nathan are in the back. And, you know, Nathan's like, it's a pep rally. Where's your pep? And. Uh, Got it. Okay. This kind of makes sense. Pep rallies give students opportunities to showcase their spirit and pride for their school. During these pep rallies, teachers and students face off in many different games and challenges. That's interesting. These games usually coincide with the team game that weekend. Okay, so, like, you know, they'll have, like, a fucking uh, potato sack race with the fucking basketball players versus the fucking coaches and shit. You know, games and dumb shit that they do just to get people stoked for the sports team that sports real hard i guess <laughs> yeah that's oh, a pep rally okay. i guess dude well the cheer- cheerleaders had a special routine as well yes that they were doing they did but yeah midnight madness it does sound like a wrestling pay-per-view doesn't it yeah a little bit this sunday midnight Madness. Anyways, so Lucas and Nathan, because they're still at odds, they get in a bit of a fight. And right when Dan announces, and here's your Tree Hill Ravens, Lucas and Nathan burst out of the paper banner fighting. Straight right hand by Lucas Scott, damn it. And then Whitey looks at Dan and he's like, damn, damn your, your sperm. sperm. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Whitey, you know, all this shit happens every episode. There's shit going on. There's drama. There's bullshit. There's all this stuff. And then fucking Whitey comes out of nowhere with the zingers like all the time. He's just like. <laughs> Whitey's book, great. He just bookends every scene with just a fucking zinger. And that's why we love old fucking Brian Durham. Now. We kind of fast forward a little bit for the rest of the episode. You mean me flashback? Or whatever. <laughs> we fast forward to the future. <laughs> yeah, flashback. <laughs> we flash back to the past. Fuck. And lead up to this fucking uh, fight rally. You know what? Go away. I'm pregnant. Um, you can't use that excuse for everything. It I have your English. pregnancy brain. So yeah, pregnancy brain when you're not pregnant too. No, I just have mom brain and MS brain. <laughs> I just have all the brains. That... Except an actual brain that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the brains that fuck around with my actual brain that works. Uh, cheer tryouts. Cheer tryouts. That's, this was fun. <laughs> Do you want to go ahead with this one? Because uh, clearly you've got some thoughts about all the girls before, you know, <laughs> the end girl. Yes. Well, uh, cheer tryouts. 
the first girl who comes up, uh, is this where the cheer tryouts are? And there's a gigantic sign that says cheerleader tryouts up there. And they just kind of point to it. And it's like, yeah, 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 I think you're in the right place. Brooke literally was like, what tipped you off? Yeah, what tipped you off? Uh, that You got the cheerleader with the armpit hair. Yeah. Uh, it was not bushy about. armpit hair. We're talking too. like like eighties fucking Playboy magazine bush. Like oh holy my god, fuck, dude, and that's number three. Oh my god, brother. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. We'll stop saying oh my god after things they say, and I'll stop. Probably. It's an automatic reaction. It's something to curtail eventually, uh, but also after armpit hair. We have another possible cheerleader with certain face paint on and reminds us of a certain... Reminds you. Reminds me specifically of a very famous wrestler. It's Sting! Sting, dude. And I have to add that... Uh, soundbite right here. And there we go. Uh, what? <laughs> well, I haven't put together the soundbite yet, so I have to like give it some space where I can put that right in there. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah. It's Sting! And the next girl is Stone Cold Steve Austin's biggest fan because she's like, what? 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 I got some cheeseburgers. What? I got some hot dogs. What? Yeah, she's a huge Stone Cold Steve Austin fan because uh, she just keeps saying what over and over. And she again. had one of those like f- the sticks with the f- what? Like, what streamer what? on it. What? <laughs> so That's we have weird. so Sting's trying out. Stone Cold Steve Austin's trying out. Armpit hair's trying out. That, I mean, this fucking whole scene has TikTok amalgamation <laughs> written you know all what? over it. Armpit hair reminded me of mankind. Really? <laughs> she pulling out her hair too, crying for her mummy. Maybe uh, she'll come out as a hippie armpit hair after. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> and then we get Rachel. Which Rachel comes out and she's late. She has her own music. And it's not stripper tryouts, girl. Yeah. Yeah, she brings her own uh, little stereo boombox, presses play. And no, she put a CD in the one that CD they had. or whatever, yeah, and presses play, and out comes, I know you want me, I know you want me. Sunny's theme song, and she has a stripper dance towards it. She's pretty fucking hot, though, so I'm okay with it. Dude, I'm thirsty, fuck. This show makes I'm me right thirsty. here. This show makes me thirsty, dude. I'm right here. I know you are. But the show makes me thirsty. British Bulldog makes you thirsty, bro. <laughs> Don't even lie. <sighs> we also find out that Nathan is captain of the basketball team. Yes. Yes, he is team captain. I do love uh, Chris Keller's... Um, what is it? His uh, AIM name or whatever it is. It's uh, Keller instinct no that was his album title oh the album title right 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 i knew it was something about that but yeah keller instinct yeah much like killer instinct gold on nintendo 64 it's keller instinct gold on nintendo 64 but he wants to work with Haley again 
yeah. as per Nathan, but Haley does not know that. No. Because he has to keep it a secret. So what are they doing at fucking Midnight Madness this Sunday on Pay-Per-View? So they are supposed to be retiring Jan- Dan. Jan. Jan's, Jan's <laughs> number. Dan's jersey number. Uh, 33? Uh, yeah. Yeah. 33. Um, but at the same time... This is a campaign meeting that he's having right in his, his office house. or yeah. whatever in his house living room at his house. So he's talking about the Jersey retirement <laughs> and how he's going to be using this also towards the campaign. And then it, Deb, uh, did what? I, I just mentioned how thirsty I was in this Rachel. Did. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. I know. I had to tell you to fucking put it away a put million away, times dude. today. Whoa. That, episode oh dude dev is fucking smoking here dude and i'm not the only one that notices one of these other guys here has got to take a looky loo as well too and he's real stoked about this i mean who couldn't right step we stand deb she's fucking crazy she's an alcoholic she's a pill popper she's all fucked up but man goddamn deb get her in a maid's outfit you weren't stoked on Deb for a little while. I wasn't stoked on Deb, but she can keep coming out looking like this, and I'm all for it. <laughs> yes. Deb walks in. She's got a glass of whiskey in her hand. and uh, Oh, I didn't pay attention to that. <laughs> she's in her lingerie. Yeah. Trying to distract. Y- you get fucking tassel boots thighs. And Ahmed Johnson's He's not, ass. Yeah, but I get Deb in fucking lingerie. Okay? Uh, Thonginator's ass isn't out at all right now. So not right now, but it was before. Just the once. So you get you get Ahmed and you get tassel boots, and I get Deb. I need some more to look at because you got way too much to look at right now. You got bulldog thigh. Yeah, but sometimes he wears pants. Not not much lately. Not much lately, but sometimes he wears pants and he's not out every night. Hey, he got a and Ken Shamrock. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> no, thank you. Gross. Uh, shit. <sighs> Rachel's kind of. She's troubled, dude. She sucks a little bit. She's she's troubled, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. and the thing is, so Brooke was talking to Lucas. She's like, you're not holding up your end of the bargain. Yeah. Like, we're supposed to both be seeing other people. And uh, so she's like, oh, yeah, you could ha- you should go ask out that girl over there. And she points to some random blonde chick. And when Lucas turns to look, it's Rachel that she's pointing at. Yeah. And he's because like, the other girl? girl walks yeah. away. He's like that girl with yeah. pleasure. He's like, OK. Lucas also gets kicked off the fucking practice squad by Nate. Yeah, Nate's really giving Lucas some tough love right now. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it, it's either they're fighting or they're they're the best friends. There's no middle ground between Nathan and Lucas here. Yeah, just wait. Just wait. Oh God, I can see. <laughs> I can see where this is going. So, but not only did we have cheer tryouts, we have. 
announcer tryouts for Ravens Hoops. Ravenshoops.com. Yeah. And, and it isn't Jim Ross. It isn't Vince McMahon. It isn't fucking Jerry the King Lawler. It's not even Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, it's fucking Gigi, or should I say Aaron Kosker? <laughs> <laughs> and you were confused because I said that this, like, Gigi. Some of the things she says will remind you of me. Oh, yeah. And she's quite and she quiet doesn't say at first. Anything at she first. doesn't say anything. And I said, she just reminds me of, of me. Like, especially the awkwardness. Like, when we started the podcast, I was very awkward. I didn't know how to talk to a microphone at all. But I'd say after 50 episodes. And here, I was like, stuttering a bit i was like <laughs> fuck off <laughs> i was like <laughs> yes. i don't remember you ever <laughs> i gotta go back in the fucking archive and you're gonna find make you me and... pee stop making me laugh <laughs> well, you said it bro <laughs> i'm just reiterating dude i'm gonna find that episode episode five Episode five. <laughs> no, that's more like episode one. Episode one, I was awful. I don't know. You've always done a good job, honestly, bro. No. You're the reason why our TikToks get so much traction, too. But uh, no, that's. But uh, I digress here. I could uh, argue quite hard with you on that one. Uh, Gigi is Aaron. Aaron is Gigi, and Gigi fears Aaron. Uh, but yeah, no, apparently she wants to be the next fucking uh, uh, color commentator here for uh, Mouth. Yeah. Amalgamate, dude. We got another announce team. <laughs> so Ellie and Peyton have run into each other out and about. And uh, Ellie is apparently she's trying to like talk to Peyton and be like oh maybe we should spend some time together maybe we should go see uh, a ska Neil Diamond the fucking cover. Neil Diamond ska cover band yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love to see uh, Sweet Caroline but the ska version pretty <laughs> phenomenal so they're hanging out they spend some time together and they go back to Ellie's motel room and Ellie had said to Peyton that she's not an artist she definitely well, is. Ellie definitely has some art and an article, and it's about Peyton, and it's sitting on the table in the motel room, and Peyton is fucking pissed. Yeah, why would she just leave that out if she knew that Peyton was coming back to her hotel room? And only, I think that was unplanned. It, sure, but not only that, though, how long has Ellie been in town now? Like, probably a few weeks? been a little bit yeah that's a long time to have a motel room bro that's expensive motels aren't really that expensive typically motels hotels yeah expensive resorts fucking hella expensive believe me dude i work i worked in the hospitality industry i've worked for in a motel and i worked at a hotel but you worked in a motel years and years ago still inflation bro Motel rooms. So oh, I know motel this is two thousand five. I know motel rooms are cheaper than hotels. This but is still. based on two in two thousand five. 
But especially staying there that long, though, that definitely adds up. Back when I worked in a motel, it was 2009, 2010-ish. So only a few years after. Only that. a few years after, but our, like, motel, like, the especially the cheaper, how, the how older much, rooms were, night? like, 60 a night. Still. That I know. That's, I, I know. But maybe Ellie has some money. Maybe. Maybe. You alluding to something. Or, or she could have a long-term rate. If we had people that were staying and they were working in town and they were staying for like months or weeks at a time, they would get a special rate as just like a weekly rate just to make it cheaper for them. Fair enough. I worked in the industry. I know how to... I know that shit. Yeah, you talk about the hotel industry. I talk about uh, the music industry. Mm-hmm. Our former industries that we used to be a part of. Yes. Uh, the dental industry is not a uh, industry that Deb ever wants to be a part of, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> Number, was that three or four? Three? Fuck off. <laughs> three? Four? I, I've I'm lost not. Two. I think it's three. Throw away. <laughs> Kiss my ass. I'll gladly do that. Continue. (laughs) So, Deb's been fucking around with Dan quite a bit. So now Dan is really trying to get some revenge. I mean, he's got her good a couple times already, but now he's turning up the fucking notches here. Deb's brushing her teeth. She's getting ready to go to bed. And uh, (laughs) after an eventful day of trying to distract... You know, Dan and his peeps in his meeting. Here's uh, your toothbrush, Deb. Here's a picture of your toothbrush cleaning my tires. Cleaning the toilet. And up the dog's. (laughs) In the dog's mouth, in the dog's butt. (laughs) He doesn't say in the dog's butt. No, but it's implied. And here's the, and he shows the picture, but you don't actually see the picture. But he alludes to, and here is your toothbrush up the dog's dot dot dot. <laughs> he stuck Deb's toothbrush up the dog's ass. <laughs> and how she's brushing her teeth with it. Oh my god. There's the taser, the air horn, the rack of clothes, the fucking toothbrush. What's next, dude? This one-upmanship of, like, pranks against each other. It's fucking phenomenal. I know. It's your favorite part right now. It's so good. It's the best thing going right now. It's hilarious. I'm constantly waiting for the next thing that Dev or Dan will do to each other. I'm so stoked. It's great. Fucking love it. Uh, Lucas and Rachel are in the mall shopping, and Rachel decides... You know, let's go make Brooke jealous. So let's go to and let's filth. go to suburban filth where Brooke is working. Yeah, and uh, she's talking about how she wants they need some lingerie, and uh, you know, you're kind of my sister's size, a little chubby. Yeah, savage. Whoa. And Brooke's like, Rachel's- get her the fuck out of here Rachel's before so i savage. kill that's why her. i kind of like rachel because she's savage to brooke brooke is a bitch so i love rachel's roasting of her i kind of like it they're looking for I'm some- glaring at you right now because i love brooke 
I do not. Uh, yeah, just go buy some edible undies and then have Lucas eat it off of her in front of Brooke in the store. That'd be great. Oh my god. Four. <sighs> Fuck off. <laughs> Nathan tells Haley, you know, maybe you should work with Chris again. I need to be able to be sure I can trust you. And this is the way that you can do that is show me that I can trust you by working with the motherfucker that tore us apart in the first place. Keller instinct. Yeah. Hell in Keller. Which seems a little backwards. Yeah. It's just like. Oh, so you left me to go on tour with this guy. Mm -hmm. But in order to save our relationship, I want you to be with this guy. Work with him, not be with him. But like be around him like constantly. You know, it it is kind of backwards, but whatever. You know, that's her passion is music. So he's trying to push her to her passion. Yeah. Which I get. And now the rally. It's vote for Pedro. No, it's vote for Dan. <laughs> prefer Pedro, but you know. I, for, I prefer Pedro as well, too, but uh, vote for Dan. I'd vote for fucking Dan for mayor. 100%. I would not. I would vote for That Dan. man is all about control, and he does not need that much control. I'm all about Dan, man. Ugh. Whitey has a speech, and it's about Dan and, you know, the jersey that they're retiring again, it sounds like. <laughs> he's pretty sure they've done this before but but it's actually a pretty decently nice speech for dan surprisingly enough but then he says you know you can go and vote for dan but he doesn't have my vote yeah and then he goes to walk off and he's th- saying about him running unopposed whatever and then karen stands up and she talks to whitey and is like um, actually, I'm going to also run for mayor. And Whitey's stoked. He's going to endorse Karen. Well, I love how Dan goes off about his fucking spiel about how great of a mayor he'd be and stuff. And while he's going off, you hear fucking Whitey go, where, where, where's Lee Harvey Oswald when you need? <laughs> That's phenomenal. Do you know who Lee Harvey Oswald is? No. Oh, so you didn't get that joke, did you, brother? No fucking clue. He's the guy who fucking assassinated John F. Kennedy. Uh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Grassy Knoll. Fucking Lee Harvey Oswald picked off fucking John F. Kennedy, assassinated him. So he's saying basically, Dan is John F. Kennedy. Where's Lee Harvey Oswald to assassinate him? Oh, shit. Okay. Yes. So there's your joke, bro. Um america brother uh yeah so karen's running for mayor because originally he was going to be unopposed but because deb told karen in the cafe earlier about how dan's running unopposed karen's like no i'm gonna run now mm-hmm. and now she is endorsed by whitey himself so this was almost like the uh uh episode where they had the game in another town what was that what was that town called Remember Pickerington Pickerington. Thank you. Uh, it's kind of like this where they show the ending first, then they go back to the beginning and they show the lead up to uh, this big brawl. This pier six brawl. Need the 82nd airborne to stop this. Get him the hell in here and stop the carnage. 
And that's exactly what's happening here at Midnight Madness. We got the double brawl. We have the fucking Lucas and Nate brawl. But we also have a brawl between cheerleaders like Brooke and Rachel. Because Rachel was getting in Brooke's way. Yeah. Rachel's ahead of the like squad. Mm-hmm. And Rachel's like, no, bitch, I'm trying to replace you now. Yeah. And she, it's literally her first but she's event. Good. But she's good. Because she dances like a fucking stripper. That's why you're saying she's good. Fuck off. Um, and for some reason, Peyton's fighting the school mascot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? Anyways, it's just a mess. We cut to fucking Whitey's office. No, oh, we missed some shit here, bro. What? Uh, well, first off, we get a cat fight, as Joey Styles would say it. And also, uh, Gigi actually has her Aaron Cosker moment. Ah, uh, yes. This was very much an Aaron Cosker <laughs> moment. <laughs> Where this Pier 6 brawl is going on and... Gigi has said absolutely nothing, nothing so far, and her literally her first line is, "This kind of turns me on." Because Mouth asks her like, "Anything <laughs> you want to add?" And she's like, "Yeah, this kind of turns me on." And I was like, <laughs> "It's definitely something you would say as a color commentator." Yeah. Anyways, now we're at Whitey. Whitey is pissed and he's reaming out lucas and nathan just ripping a strip off of each of them and then he's like i should rip that captain badge right off your jersey he's like i'm gonna do you one better he grabs another one out of like a little tin or whatever and he passes it to lucas no you're co-captains you have to learn how to get along and make this work oh double captains brother which if it's whitey's last season obviously they're gonna want to try and make it work yep fair enough for whitey yep so let's go around and we'll see how this goes just like early on in the series in season one uh with brooke naked in the backseat uh, now Rachel is naked in Lucas's backseat and Brooke sees it and has the same line that she had earlier in the show saying that oh, naked in the backseat is so two years ago. Breaking the fourth wall once again, but using the same line she did. Mm-hmm. Saying that uh, love triangles are so last season. Mm-hmm. So even her callbacks are lame as shit, just like her. Uh, Karen's going to be second place. We all know that. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't stand a chance against Dan. You also miss that Brooke decks she, Rachel. Yeah, uh, she gives her the receipt for the punch that uh, Rachel nailed her for. Karen's going to be second, though. Ellie, obviously, because Car- er, Peyton was trying to say, oh, I doubt you even have cancer said some pretty hurtful things when she was pissed off after seeing ellie's art but then she sees the ripped up article in her garbage can and she's going to read it because you know maybe she should try and understand whatever and she's talking about ellie on her podcast as ellie is being slid into an mri machine which i am very familiar with those all about the mri machine 
people, okay, I hate it when people are like, oh my God, I have to lay so still for so long, like, like other than sleeping. Yeah. Bitch, I'm a pro. And you've got like, it's loud. MRI machines are loud as shit. They give you earplugs to put in with headphones to go over top. And it's still loud as shit. The sound of that machine can put me to sleep now. Wow. I fall asleep in MRI machines, but you have to stay <laughs> like nice. perfectly sp- perfectly still. And uh, normally an MRI, like for like just a brain scan, 45 minutes, yep. I get brain and spine scans. So it takes like an hour and a half. Oh, wow. So I'm just laying there perfectly still. You're usually, in your element, dude. <laughs> usually I have to pee a little. Um, but I just zone out listen to the clicks and the beeps and all the shit that it does and i fall asleep i'd be so fucking bored dude but sometimes they'll talk to you and they'll be like oh you still good and i'm like just let me sleep just shh just keep going just let me sleep (laughs) i'd be so fucking bored because i wouldn't be able to fall asleep for one because the noise and two i'd just be bored lying there man i couldn't do it you can opt to like have music playing. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I'll be done with that. Um, Play me on Justice for All by Metallica. But you can't move a muscle, so you can't like sit there and like headbang or like. Yeah, I could. I could do that. I mean, I used to fall asleep to music back in the day all the time, and I could do that no problem. So, but I just like the way that the machines like make sounds. It almost like makes its own beats. Oh, so it's kind of weird. fun in As that like way. It's own click track. A <laughs> little bit. That's funny. Like, and it like weird. does all these weird things. Okay. Like, yeah, you should hear like how hot, an dude. MRI. That was hot. Why? I'm thirsty, dude. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> but you should hear how an MRI machine actually sounds. Okay. Yeah. Because they think you'd actually find it kind of interesting how like you can it has these sound patterns and yeah it puts me to sleep also your hair looks amazing thank you yeah it's great i love how you spent was it worth what it spent oh yeah for sure (laughs) and i love how you spent that much because now i get to buy shoes Uh yes yes very excited uh and finally Haley ends up going to chris's place Mm -hmm. bang no, they're going to write some to music. To bang out a beat. You don't let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> While Nathan watches. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Nathan's Five. out for a run. Five time. Oh, my God. Champion of the world, brother. Fuck off. I'm going to throw you gotta shit You got to take a shot. You. I got to take a shot every time you say, oh, my God. That's how this works, brother. Okay, where's your shot glass? Where's oh, your bottle? Shit, you you dude. owe me. Actually, I did six. <gasps> so you were keeping track. <laughs> In my mind, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, oh God! Don't do that to me. <sighs> yeah. I got work tomorrow, brother. <laughs> I'm gonna do it to you because guess what? This is payback. Dollar sign four point six four. See, I knew it. Damn, dude. So good. Great episode. Lots of fun. I Just like that Pickerington episode, they show the ending first, and they lead up to it, the, all the events that took place that transpired going into the finish. Mm-hmm. And I love it, man. It was great. Uh, top-notch episode. 
season three, I think, is going to be a ride. I could see it already. There's a couple boring ones, but there's a couple good ones. Now we're hitting our stride. And, yeah, there's lots to come, I'm sure. And I can't wait for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm all for it, dude. <laughs> Season three is going to be a fucking banger. I could see it right now. I should just say, you know, a million more times. That way you have to do a million more shots. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Why not? Because. You can't be forced, oh my gods. It has to be spur of the moment, oh my gods. Oh my gods, where you weren't thinking to say it, but you just naturally say it like the five or six times that you did say it. It was six. But I think it's something that you have to do. Why should I have to take a shot? It should be something that you I have can't to do. take a shot. I am literally with child. I didn't say you have to take a <laughs> shot, dummy. I said something you have to do whenever you say that. I did say take a shot, brother, because I don't want some deformed child in a few weeks, okay? I said you'll have to do something every time you say it. Like what? Well, well, we're going to have to figure that out, dude. I don't like the sound of this. I like it a lot. No, I'm I'm not thrilled. (laughs) Oh, I'm thrilled. Uh, But yeah, it's, uh, oh yeah, this season's going to be mint. Mm -hmm. I'm predicting it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, I'm Sean Harris. And I'm Aaron Kosker. And we are Tree Hill Wrestling Federation. You can follow us at treehillwf.podcast on all the social medias, like TikTok and Instagram. And listen to us on all streaming services, including... Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Let's sting! Uh <sighs> Man, this pay-per-view, man, bad blood, bad blood. How much bad blood is Undertaker going to spill of Shawn Michaels? Hmm. How do you feel about HBK right now, anyway? I don't know. I don't have any... You're still the same on Prom King here? Yeah. Yeah? Nothing's changed, even though he's being a piece of shit to the Undertaker? I mean, it's... The thing is, it's a different storyline than anything that has to do with bread. Yeah. It's a more important storyline right now. It's more important. It's more exciting. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it is exciting. Um, It's good to see Brett not at the top of the card. Yeah. Uh, Someone else be there for a Go fuck yourself, Brett. And having it be so intense. And fun and just a great rivalry. And you know, after whenever this Undertaker Shawn Michaels shit is done, after he murders him at the next pay-per-view, you know uh, Bret Hart's going to be whining about how he's not in the main event. Oh, yeah, 100%, because he's a whiny bitch. But also, somebody like Shawn Michaels, who is the foil for Bret Hart in real life as well, too, uh, is going to be all about, I'm in the main event, and you're not Bret Hart, even though you're the world champion. (laughs) So they could definitely play off that as well, too. (laughs) Yes. Hell in a Cell, dude. I'm so excited. Just like I was so excited for your first Royal Rumble. Just like I was so excited. Not as excited for your first WrestleMania because WrestleMania 13 is a pretty mid-WrestleMania overall besides uh, Austin and Brett and uh, Sid and Taker. 
But even though that was a terrible match, anyways, we got to see the Undertaker win the title. But I was very excited for your first Rumble. I am so excited for your first Hell in a Cell. Mm. So excited! It's going to be a good time. And I'm sure you're quite excited for what transpires in season three, maybe, of Tree Hill. Season three, season four, season five, <laughs> season five. <laughs> yeah, now lots of good shit coming up here. And it's only on Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast Brothers as I what? What? Bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch. Thank mm-hmm. you.